0: Welcome to another episode of Annie Talks, where we bring to you interesting stories about interesting people that you want to know about. I'm your host, Annie Rivera. Thank you for tuning in and to those who have already subscribed. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, and I hope you enjoy what you hear. And if so, I personally invite you to subscribe. Annie Talks is brought to you by Luxware Trends, affordable luxurious timepieces for every occasion, luxury that lasts forever, and that's what sets us apart from others. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, or visit luxwaretrends.com. That's l-u-x-e-w-a-r-trends.com. Lately, I've been talking with various entrepreneurs and startup companies and learning about their career moves and where they see themselves in the next coming years. So for this episode, I wanted to take a slight turn and talk about working your way up the ranks in an organization. My next guest on Annie Talks is this super awesome gal who I met a few years ago who has kept true to herself and worked her way up the ranks, earning her the title of Vice President of Production Resources at Stone Management Inc. Megan Solia began her career at the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington DC, stage managing such productions as a dance celebration with Mikhail Baryshnikov and the Kennedy Center Open House. She transitioned from stage to film and television and brings with her over 10 years of experience in production coordinating and product placement, having worked for 20th Century Fox Television, The Fox Network, NBC Universal Television, and Universal Pictures. Some of her more notable projects she's been involved with include 24, American Idol, Parenthood, the Born Legacy, The Fast and the Furious franchise, Fifty Shades of Grey, and Jurassic World. She has a great story to tell and is an inspiration to so many young women and young professionals. And so, without further delay, here now is my conversation with Megan Solia of Stone Management Inc. So on the phone with me is... A good friend of mine who I I met a couple years ago, actually, when I was working for the then high-end display monitor company, and we hit it off almost immediately after we first contacted each other, Megan Solia, who works for Stone Management, Inc. Megan, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very excited.
0: Yay! So let's actually just jump right in. Um, as I alluded, we 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 met a few years ago. Um, you were working on a project, and I really would love for you to tell the the listeners what it is that you do, because I think you have a very exciting job. And I mean, I'm so envious of what you do. And this is how I knew that we were going to have. A a very you know collaborative relationship going forward so why don't you give us a sense of your background and tell us how you came into stone management and actually what it is that you do there absolutely so
1: interestingly enough my background is actually in theater stage management and when I first started uh, my career my goal was to be a stage manager on, on Broadway Uh, and I I almost made it there. I was working at the Kennedy Center and was stage managing some projects in their small black box theaters, and by chance, I happened to visit my sister in Los Angeles, who was attending USC at the time, and as I was walking around the campus with her and she was explaining, you know, this is this building and, you know, this is what I do in L.A., I was thinking i don't know what I'm doing on the East Coast with freezing cold weather. <laughs> and <laughs> and so I had planned always to make a move into film and TV, um, you know, later on in life, um, but really was focused on theater. Uh, but I just kind of decided to just go ahead and make the leap. So I packed up everything and moved out here um and moved in with a with an old colleague of mine and immediately got a job at at Fox and I oversaw all of the television production at the studio and so some of my projects were 24 and Bones and a show called North Shore which lasted one season Um, I came in at the tail end of Buffy and Angel and the final season of X-Files, so it was very exciting because I had, you know, grown up watching those shows. Um, And then my career just kind of progressed from there, Um, and I worked at the Spox television studios, and then I moved to the network where I worked for a department where we essentially planned all the events for all the shows that aired on the Fox network, uh, in addition to all of the events that took place at any, you know, major um, convention, et cetera, so forth, that the network participated in. So while I was there, in addition to throwing 100th episode parties, we also oversaw all the things that happened at the Super Bowl and BCS and a bunch of other different events, which to this day the going to the Super Bowl was the most interesting thing I think I've done. Um and then from there I just moved over to NBC Universal and then finally kind of reached the been interested in was product placement, which I'd had um to do in several of my other previous positions, just not with a full focus. So I started looking for jobs that actually um, you know, were specific to that field. And I got very lucky. I found a job at Universal Pictures. I really hit it off with the head of the department. Uh, we kind of connected because we had a very versatile background. Um, and so she, you know, kind of understood that I had a lot of different skill sets but was really looking kind of to funnel everything. Um, so that's where my you know, um, career path for product placement specifically really started. And, you know, I worked on a number of projects while there, including, you know, the Fast and Furious franchise, the Born franchise, um, Jurassic World, and then some other films which people may or may not have seen, Fifty so Shades of Grey, a reboot of Endless Love, um, and a couple other films that kind of went into the theater and then quickly left. Um, but the thing with working for a major studio is that there really is, in a way, a cap on where you can kind of move uh, within your department and then also just growth opportunity from what you're already doing. Um, and I kind of felt as though it was time for me to branch out a little bit. And so I started taking a couple meetings and I actually, um, had a acquaintance who was friends with Kat and Adam, who are the owners of Management. And he had asked me if I would meet with them, which I did. And we met, um, and just again, just really hit it off. Um, they are so innovative and forward-thinking, and they had a true vision for where they wanted their company to uh, to be heading, and so they, you know, hired me, and that is really how I came to stone management. It was just kind of a series of events that just led me here, um, and I feel very blessed to, you know, work for a company that um, allows me to... Um, you know, go outside my comfort zone and and be innovative and constantly be bringing new ideas to the table.
0: See you guys. What did I tell you? She has the most interesting and exciting, exciting job. Seriously, I mean, how could you get any better than product placement for you know an an awesome company like Stone Management and to be you know in kind of involved and and really immersed in you know the projects that she's um, involved with i think this is so 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 exciting so like i said when i worked for the then high-end display monitor i just remember she sent me an email saying you know we'd love to feature your company's monitors in our project and i was just elated i think it was like a huge list like a laundry list that went on and on and on. But I was so thrilled to get that. And and I I did everything I could in my power to get every piece of equipment to her. And I think we did a pretty good job with that one, don't you think, uh, Megan?
1: It was amazing, actually. I would have to say that you were one of uh, the most outside-of-the-box thinkers that I've come across and really did just, you know, make magic happen. And the production was so grateful because... You know, there are two sides to this. On the one side, you know, we're looking to provide brands with an interesting platform that they don't necessarily work with on a daily basis. And on the other side of the coin, uh, you know, productions do have limited resources at their disposal, and so product placement allows them to, you know, really be able to create this visual world, um, and, and in doing so, um, you know, work with different brands, um, and, and do things with their products that, you know, aren't normal day to day things. And I think we did, you know, a, a, we did a couple really interesting projects from a little bit futuristic to, you know, a more stereotypical, you know, kind of, present-day setting, um, but I think that that's what was so interesting about working with you is that you really did, you know, again, think outside the box and think, you know, how it could fit, how the storyline could, could kind of drive, you know, your brand messaging.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that compliment. I truly appreciate it. But honestly, it, you you kind of lit that spark under me, so, it, you know, I couldn't help but to you know, provide you with what I felt was some of the best product that we could give you. So thank you for the opportunity to do that. Now, you also talked about production resources, um, which is typically product placement. Um, So how quickly did you move up the ranks to your now title vice president? How how did how was a series of events for those for that? Well, I
1: always like to uh, say that I have had a very slow and steady climb up to uh, a title of vice president. Um, you know, the entertainment industry just as a whole um, is its an interesting playing field. And there's some people uh, who are in the right spot at the right time and go from being assistant to immediately being a director to immediately being a vice president, senior vice president and president. Um, every experience is different. There's not one way to, you know, get to where you want to be. Um, but I would say for myself, mine was one of the slower climbs up. And I do have to say that, um, you know, by moving over to stone management, it's been a more accelerated pace um, to which I got here. Um, I did come into the company as a director, and I think I was their director of production resources for, you know, about two years and then just recently received uh, the promotion to vice president. And I think the reason why it's been, you know, a little bit of a faster climb here is because Kat and Adam have created an environment where you want to strive to do everything in your power to excel. Uh, and it's not just some place where you go and you, you know, you, you're very comfortable um, and you can come in every day and, uh, you know, do the work, but not really press yourself. Um, you know there's nobody really going, you know what what new things are you bringing to the table, and that's very different here. um I would say that I have grown leaps and bounds just in this short time of being at stone management um and I think that it was taking all the things that i've um you know all the skill sets that I've honed over the years and then really being able to think on a bigger picture um and that's really why you know i received my promotion because i have been doing some very interesting things um with different industries and it's not just the standard beverage or um you know electronics there've been other things that have been um that i've been able to succeed on um and so that's really why i think that they have uh, continued to uh you know reward me for that
0: that's awesome so you i mean you tip you obviously don't have the typical 9 to 5 job you have more you know um going into work is really enjoyable and and that's what we're all striving for we're we're all looking for that career that we can all you know basically kind of own and and really be, look forward to to going to work and making it a fun, you know, challenging and yet rewarding career, and I think that's something that you you should be very um, pat yourself on the back and and proud for doing because you you certainly have moved up the ranks, and if anything, you know, this just is empowering to other women and other you know other young. Um, professionals out there that are looking for that kind of career that, you know, just keep striving, keep working hard. And like Megan says, you you know, it'll come back to you and you'll get rewarded tenfold. So that's definitely good news for all of us to hear. So now tell us about um, some of your memorable moments so far professionally. Can you share some of those with us?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, well, I mean, I actually have to say this and this sounds
1: very corny, but I do feel as though for the most part every day has been memorable <laughs> uh throughout my career because uh it's never been cookie cutter. Uh it's always been uh something something new and exciting. Um I will tell you first about a memorable experience that I had uh, back when I was st- still stage managing, because I think that this is uh, a very uh, interesting, interesting story. Um, so I was stage managing a, a play um, at the Kennedy Center, and we had an actress in the show who was actually the um, uh, wife of one of the uh, Bush uh, men, and uh, President Bush was still in office at the time. And uh, we actually had the first lady come to the show. And we were in the middle of doing our final tech rehearsal, um, which, you know, for those of you who don't know, it's basically just a chance for uh, lights uh, and, and set pieces and costumes to all really kind of come together and, you know, make sure that aesthetically it it looks pleasing and that there are no hiccups. Um, and I have been told that the secret service was going to be coming to do a walkthrough, uh, later in the afternoon.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes.
1: And, and so they, you know, they, you know, have, Dogs that they bring that, you know, uh, sniff out things and they look at all the entrances and exits and they look under seats and everything else like that. So this was planned for the afternoon. And we were in the middle of our morning tech rehearsal and they just showed up, (laughs) literally just showed up. Um, So it was I think it was 15 people and it was four dogs. And we had a cast of about 30 people and a crew of about, I would say, 50 people. And so they were like, well, we're here and we're going to need to inspect the space. So I, I literally had to move everybody outside to a hallway with a staircase, thankfully, and basically recreate the entire set so that we could keep going. Um, I had people with flashlights, you know, kind of acting as what would be the spotlights. Um, and uh, it was is one of those moments where you really have to think very quickly on your feet. Um, Because how can you say, I'm sorry, Secret Service, you cannot come in right now. We still have another couple hours to go. Um, So I think that that was one moment where I felt, you know, very pleased that I was able to, you know, keep a calm head and just, Move everybody a couple feet away as yeah. this was going on.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: So that's, that's definitely one of the most, uh, interesting things that has happened to me. Um, I would say, you know, another moment, um, back in my TV days, um, was probably, um, just working on the show 24. Um, and it was a real privilege because it was at the time, you know, extremely innovative. And there was nothing really like it on TV. This was the first show that uh, really kind of uh, – cre- well, they created um, handheld camera work. Before, everything would sit on a base, um, and everything was very stationary, and they were the first to actually put cameras on people. And, and the camera oper- operators would walk around. So I think that, again, that was a very – um interesting experience because it was so new and having to help you know create the contracts for those cameras and you know being a part of basically innovative work and and pieces of equipment was you know one of the most um exhilarating experiences i've had um and then i think if if i have to you know keep going i will say that my most favorite film to date still has to be Jurassic World.
0: Oh, wow. Yes.
1: And the reason why is because, you know, that film was so iconic when I was growing up and watching in the movie theater was just mind boggling Um, and I I couldn't get over it. Um, And so years later, to be able to be a part of that franchise and really... You know be a part of history uh was was extremely rewarding, and everything in that movie was product placed everything from the um cups that people were holding to the little hand puppets that extras had to the stores that everybody went into uh to the control room to people's watches to even the raptor shoots that was all product placed um and I would say that that really did stretch the limits um, in terms of innovation and and really kind of helping everybody think outside the box about what it could be. And I always joke because I'm like, oh, that was the history of the making. Um, but, but while I've been here at Stone, what's been nice is that um, not one film has been the same. The studios now are headed in a direction where – a lot of the content is is reimagined from, from previous iterations. Um, they repackage the film, they rename it something else, but it's the same story. And this has been... You know, one of the best experiences in my life because every film that I work on, every TV show that I work on is different. Um, So if you're talking about, you know, a memorable moment, I would say that this entire experience has has been that Um, because it's challenging to work on a number of different projects at the same time that are not even in the same time periods that don't even take place in the same country um and last year at this time i think the max that we had were 15 projects going um and you know to keep up with that many uh filmmakers and and crew and you know making sure everything is being shipped correctly that was Probably one of the most satisfying times for me, um, thus
0: far. So this next question I think is pretty obvious, but I, I, I wanna ask it anyways because I think people out there would benefit from a question like this. But what keeps Megan coming back to stone management or coming back to the work that you do?
1: You know, I I think what it really is is product placement allows me to to be creative. I tell people all the time that I am not a creative person. I'm a nuts and bolts kind of gal. I look at the big, big picture and then I figure out how to, to actually make things happen. And I think that that's one reason why I was so successful in stage management was because of that skill set. Um, and I'm very, uh, you know, kind of envious of people who who create content Um so it's a privilege to be able to apply my organizational skills and yet at the same time I get to interject on their creative storytelling and, and help them interweave something um, that drives the story in, in, in some cases, that drives the character. Um, it's very rare that I think you do find a job where you you get to do empl- – things that play to your strengths, but at the same time that really do push you um, outside your comfort zone. And that, that is what makes me, you know, want to remain doing product placement and also makes me want to continue doing it at stone management.
0: Awesome. Now with all the, um, with all the, the, the push now with um, empowerment and, and girl boss and girl power. How do you, Megan, how do you embrace that term, girl boss? Mm. I have been having so
1: many conversations about this, uh, especially over the past year and a half, um, you know, because we're seeing another, uh, another renaissance for women. Um, and I never thought that I would actually be a part of something so big, Um you know, that's something that you, you learned about and, uh, and so it's, it's an interesting time. But I think, I think the biggest thing for me, the way that I view it is that it's being a person who lives with integrity and that strives to do their very best on a day to day basis and never compromises their beliefs and i and i also think that you treat people you know with kindness no matter how horrible that they're being to you that you're always the person who smiles says thank you um and you don't have to be a weakling for sure but it's important that you remain that constant in the storm
0: right so, you show strength in um, your integrity and your ethics and your work um, habits. So that is empowering Girl boss and that's empowering who Megan is. That's awesome. I really love that. now, also there's there's a lot of talk about work and um, and to me, this would be kind of a work leisure because it's doing something that you love to do. But on that note, how does Megan? How do you find leisure and and I mean, how do you balance work life? Um, work life balance. How do you how do you find that happy medium and how do you how do you separate those or or is there just kind of a fine line? Are they kind of you know intertwined together? Just like to hear you know what your work life balance is. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I actually think that that's something that I am continuing to work on to find that balance between personal and work because my work life bleeds over into my personal life in the sense that we deal with productions who film on the west coast um, on the east coast and and internationally so I find myself working basically around the clock because somebody always needs something um, and I certainly want to make myself available to people um, because they look to me to help set the tone for how a brand is represented on the screen, so I do think that this is something that I'm continuing to to try to work on. Um, but I I will say that I really cherish the moments that I spend with my friends um, outside of outside of work. Um, and meaning that we're not talking about work, uh, that we're talking about, you know, our personal lives, or talking about, uh, you know, what's happening globally. Um, and while those are very few and far between moments, that's really how I'm trying to remain grounded, um, and and just remind myself that, you know, I work is fantastic, and you should. Always always want to give hundred and ten percent, but at the same time you need to make sure that you're maintaining relationships um because at the end of the day that's that's all that's going to be left um so that's it's it's a it's a work in progress <laughs> so to speak
0: of course yeah it's all a learning curve and and we're all just kind of going along with the punches but I think you have a really good um you know good a, a good approach and and it sounds as though you do you do make time and you do have that work life balance. And so now, what would you tell your eighteen or twenty one year old self? What do you know now that you could tell yourself then? If there was one thing that I could tell my
1: younger self, uh, it is that patience is important. Because I think that as you continue on in life, uh, it is true. That you continue to learn every day. Um, but I think that when you when you leave high school and you are going to college or you're going into the workforce, uh you feel as though you can conquer everything immediately. And that is a wonderful thing to have great hopes and dreams and things like that. But I think that uh, patience is is very important. Um, because you will get to where you where you need to go and where you want to go. But I think that it's important that you don't miss those lessons along the way. And those experiences that that come from those unexpected
0: sources. Sounds great. I love that. Because then you it's it's like, you you know where you want to go and you know you have you know the path that you want to take to get there but you should still stop and smell the roses sounds like so I think that's a that's very very good advice so having patience everybody so you know you will get there and um, you know sometimes it may take you a little bit longer to get there but you will get there and and stopping to, you know, take a moment to yourself, take a moment to, like I said, to smell stop and smell the roses, to have some family time, to have, you know, the 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 life that you want. You know work is all good and that's what we all strive for, but we also should have that balance. And I really I I really love that advice that you gave to us. So now as parting words for our listeners and young women in particular millennial and mature women all types of women out there about their dreams people who are chasing in um, their dreams and aspirations what takeaway what parting words would you impart to them
1: don't ever let anyone put you down and make you feel as though you can't do something you are smart and capable and adventurous And even when people tell you no, even when people tell you that you have a bad idea, don't listen to that. Just keep pursuing what it is that you want at the end of the day because you will get there. And the more that people tell you no, the more that that should drive you to do the very best that you can.
0: I really, really love that. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. And then, so now, where can we follow you? Do you have social media? Do we have Do you have a Facebook page? Or would you like to share any of that with us? And where can we, you know, kind of keep up with Megan? You know what? I
1: laugh because in my <laughs> job, I should be all over social media. Uh, but I actually am not. I do not even have a LinkedIn account. Um and I think that this goes back to what I was talking about earlier about you know really taking the moment to experience the things around you. Um I still prefer to just call people and text with people and email with people and get together with them in person to to see what they are up to. Um and that actually has you know been been a very good thing for me and i have not suffered from not being on any social media at all <laughs> um so if you do want to get a hold of me you can always email me uh but that really is the the only way that um we will engage with one another. <laughs>
0: okay. Is it, is, is it okay to share your email address with everybody? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'll have all that information down in the show notes, everybody. So take a look at that if you'd ever like to get a hold of Megan. And, um, you know, maybe just drop her a line. Tell her, you know, oh, I loved I loved the podcast. Maybe just um, a short comment or two and say, just let her know, you know, if you've heard this, if you've heard this podcast, if there's something that you could draw from this podcast and something, some, some lessons learned that you could maybe implement in your own lives and in your own career, you know, drop her a line and drop or put, put it in the show notes down below or comment down below and let us, let us know um, if there's, you know, how, how this podcast helped you. I'm sure Megan would love to hear it. And to read it as well, Megan, thank you so much for being on this show i i I'm so indebted to you, and I'm so proud of you and you know, you're going to go, you're going to do a world of wonders for this industry. And, you know, now looking at movies is never going to be the same for me. I'm going to be looking, oh, I wonder if she had anything to do it. I'm going to look really closely at all the credits to see if there's stone management Inc. So thank you again so much for being on the show. You truly have been inspiring and very empowering to all of us and me included oh well thank you so much I
1: mean you know that you are one of my closest and dearest so I appreciate that a lot um, on many different levels and I'm just so excited to um, you know to speak to and listen uh, you know to all of your um, uh, your viewers and, and listeners so I, I appreciate this opportunity thank you thank you so
0: much Well that's it everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Annie Talks and learning about the meaning of hard work, staying true to yourself, having patience because you'll get to your goal, but while you're on your journey to achieving your goal, don't forget to stop and smell the roses along the way. Enjoy life, enjoy your friends and family, and make time for yourself. And most importantly, and for all you women out there, embrace your girl boss and embrace your girl power mentality. And before we sign off, I'd like to ask you all to please rate and review my podcast and provide comments and feedback. This is super important and it allows many other people to find my podcast. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this message in this specific episode or any of the other episodes, please feel free to share it with them. Be sure to check out my YouTube channel with the link in the show notes of this podcast or visit my website at www.annietalks.com and click on the YouTube tab. You can also hear some of the other podcast episodes by clicking on the podcast tab. Also, if you would like to contribute to Annie Talks, please do so at www.patreon.com slash Annie Talks or visit my website, AnnieTalks.com, and click on the Patreon button on the side panel. Your contribution will help to further the vision of Annie Talks so that we can continue to bring more and more episodes like this one and other interesting topics. Thank you all so much for tuning in and keep listening to Annie Talks. ComfaTherm Thermal Wraps are designed to help relieve the pain and swelling in and around the jaw, especially after wisdom teeth extractions. For more information, visit ComfaTherm.com. That's ComfaTherm.com.
1: This is Megan Solia from Stone Management and you're listening to Annie Talks.